welcome to Commagers. I'm Brian Costello. I'm Jim DeSanto. And I'm Katie. And today we were talking about Steve Martin's classic wedding comedy, Father of the Bride. But first, as always, we ask the most pressing question of every episode. What is everybody drinking to celebrate the nuptials of the Bonks family? The Bonks. Strawberry cucumber. Bonks. Aha. Aha. Oh, so many oh yeah, I do like saying aha. that. So I like flavors. saying aha. instead of aha. Oh. I like getting I have the Star Wars mug with a little mint tea inside because we're still in dry it's a January. Star Wars comic yes. book mug, which oh. is fantastic. It's a good mug. I really like that mug. And I Best am bucking mug. the trend, and there's nothing dry about my January. <laughs> I am uh, celebrating. You're the drinking in the Devil's Brewing Pool. Company. Devil's <laughs> Pool. That's, I that's, like devil, that's I, perfect. I, 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 I feel like the devil was at work with this film at times. Uh, well, it's like George Banks goes swimming in the devil's pool. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Interesting. Um, but first, before we start our rundown, we must wish the happiest Aww. of birthdays. As we're recording, it is actually it's the Aaron. birthday of one it's of Aaron's our favorite, mm-hmm. favorite persons. Happy birthday, dude. Happy birthday to you. I can't sing the regular happy birthday song ever since somebody pointed out to us that it sounds like a white person's funeral song. Happy birthday to you. Our Eric Thomas. He's a genius. Maybe. So now we got to go with Stevie's. Stevie's version. It's got a little bit more pep to it. Or we could do the Beatles. Beatles is good, too. Either of those options. Better than the dirge. The dirge. And I learned today via my history channel desk calendar that a student nicely gave me for the holidays that uh, Aaron actually shares a birthday uh, on this date in 1935. The first ever can of beer was sold. Well, how about that? So she shares the birthday with a can of beer. Um, Happy birthday, canned beer. And of course, if you want to hear Aaron, a brand new season of the shit show, a Shit's Creek podcast is coming in February. Season so three. Will, season season three. three. She will be back. It's a good Very season. Uh, okay. It is time for the walk down the aisle. Mm-hmm. Rundown. You want answers? No. It wouldn't be right if you got it on the first. I feel like the person reporting on this would be one of those like wedding HGTV people. Yeah, I don't know who those people are, so I can't use any of their names. Say yes to the dress. Say yes to the dress. Yep. Uh, George Banks is the CEO of a sneaker company, uh, a part of a dual income household, owner of a large mansion in San Marino, California, kind of rich. He is a... I drive an Austin Healey 3000 MK2, kind of rich. But his daughter has fallen in love with a one percenter. Some Beverly Hills gated mansion with a pool and guard dogs, kind of rich. And it's leaving George Banks feeling a little insecure. Insecure enough to do wild things, like refusing to pay for open hot dog buns and snooping in his in-laws' bank records. (laughs) In his defense, if your 21-year-old daughter looked 12 and got engaged to a full-grown man after four months in Europe, you might turn into a dad gone wild, too. Father of the bride. That's right. Thank you. That's what Uh, I took from this movie. 
time for grade of the week on the scale of A plus through F. Where do we place Father of the Bride, Jim? Uh, C minus. Uh-huh. Ooh, C minus. Okay. Uh-huh. All right. So yeah. to give a point of reference, uh, last week when we did Titanic, we had scores that Jim was a C plus. Okay. So slightly below Titanic. Mm-hmm. It's just a beginning mm-hmm. of the year reference point here. Yeah. Katie, where are you putting um, Father of the Bride? Yeah, that, that feels right to me because I was going to go C plus, which makes sense with our grading scales respectively. Yeah. So what do yes. you mean? C plus. C plus. C plus. Mm-hmm. Okay. Absolutely. Uh, I'm going to go, uh, I'm going to drop it two letter grades. So I was B plus on Titanic. I would say, well, not two. I'm bordering between a B minus and a B. So for all intents and purposes, I'll, 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 I'll go with a a B. All right. We'll say B. Okay. For now. You're such a romantic at heart, Brian. Is that? Yes. With the, with, I mean, this is, no, we do, we do need to remember that chances are is one of my favorite books. I know. Chances Chances are is is a great movie. movie. (laughs) Chances are is an excellent movie. I do think chances are is better than this. And it has a better wedding scene. Uh, It is witty. It's a witty movie. It doesn't make me feel angry. We can, let's talk about it. (laughs) Okay. Let's, let's go right from the beginning because this is, I I actually think the pairing of the two movies like might not make a lot of sense. Like Titanic, Father of the Bride. I think it does. But, I think it taps into that same group of people. Those people yeah. who love Titanic also still have this massive connection to this movie because I think people about our age mm-hmm. saw this movie. And the notebook. Oh, and the notebook. Put it in there. Oh, put it right in no, there. You know what's interesting, Jim? That's <laughs> a great job. it feels. No, I think Jim's absolutely right because it goes from younger kids, right? Younger kids, probably this was 91. And then you get hit as, yes. People who are infatuated with ideas of wealth and love a fairy tale notion. Certainly a fairy tale. Exists outside of reality. Like a a story about a a boat that carries cars? Yes. (laughs) Jim. You have a degree from a Jesuit university. Um, but let, let's get to this because I do think, I think we could start off with this idea because so father of the bride is like people around our age, seeing it at what, like 10 or 11. Right. And then you mm-hmm. bump up um, Titanic yeah. to late high school, early college. Yeah. And then notebook is early to mid twenties. This is perfect. I They're all fairy tale movies. Fairy tales. That. There, there are the fairy tales. What I found, because I do want to get into this, because I think this might be the most absurd part of the movie, and I hadn't seen it in a long time. And it, this part of it, I don't think ever connected to with me when I was younger and I would have seen this, is the absurdity of the wealth argument here. Thank you. The, this man Cheers. owns a home uh-huh. yeah. that would be like... Millions of dollars. Millions. He is driving a car that I think Dylan McKay drove on 90210. Mm-hmm. So if somebody's ever watched that show, we need to fact They're check. They're throwing that. a wedding in their house if they can, with 270 yes. people. If they could fit something. that many people in and around and about their house, they are millionaires. The man owns and runs a sneaker company 
that is not outsourcing product to China. So I cannot no. imagine what the cost per sneaker producing sneakers is, 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 in is, California. Is, and his uh, wife also works, though we never find out what she does. What, can is we that guess, what do you true? think she does? Can we, I don't can we know, get a, because she seems like a professional. No, she does. In kind my of woman. mind, she is in marketing. Okay. okay. All right. I'm going to go with marketing. I find right. it very strange that they never make the slightest reference there's a lot strange in this movie yes but he Let, says I, he says she works but we don't no, get anything and yes and by the way at a very i would imagine successful job you would have great what, you would have to believe is, that well because it's because if she doesn't keaton. make much money why does she like, like well, that's my point you right. don't cast like diane keaton if i'm imagining diane keaton i'm imagining her like being a a, a real professional yeah, she's you an know, executive like some, yeah, yeah. She. Yeah. Uh, this is one of the few movies that Katie has fallen asleep during, <laughs> uh, as we watched it. I, I stayed don't know up. whether you're being sarcastic or no, not. No, no, no. I've been doing pretty well. No, recently. I think there's only like two or three movies you fell asleep yeah, during. I went straight out on this. It happened actually. It was better. in my memories that it happened exactly a year ago too. I was really struggling with it. Well, I just uh, gave up. So I gave up. At a certain point. So I, fin- Katie, went up to bed and I finished watching this. And then Katie finished it the next night. And the only thing I could say is like, what a nothing burger of a movie. <laughs> like this movie is so freaking boring and not at all interesting in almost any way to me at this point. This is something you put on when you're sick in bed. No, if you are someone no. that has like a, like I, no, seriously, when you're in that like fever induced haze, like a drugged, do you I see? I'm going to stand up here. I don't think this, this is a B to me in my mind. I think this is a, a B movie. I this, think it is watchable. Not like, like a B. No, it movie, is. It's like basically a, great, a B movie. I think this is. <laughs> I enjoyed it. Jerry watched it with film. me. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is the B movie. I think that's better. From, from uh, I think that while in my mind I thought some of the funny things that I remembered, I think might have actually been in Father of the Bride 2, yep. not Father of the Bride. Um, like Martin Short was in this movie a lot less than I remembered him because I think it's he's in the second one a lot more. Uh, but I, I think there are elements of this movie that are enjoyable. Like what? I, I like the dynamic between Steve Martin and the daughter. I think there's some, it's like, it's cheesy. Like, I'm not saying this is amazing Hollywood cinema. It's not, it's, I don't think it's meant to be that, but that's I do, not I, my complaint. So continue. I do, but I do think Straw that man are elements fallacy of this you're putting movie, on me. Uh, okay, I think there's elements of this movie that are enjoyable, and I agree with Katie. I think this is a movie, if it's like a snow day or something like that, that could be on the TV, and you can put it on, and you can consume it, and it it doesn't change your life, but it can be, you get a few laughs out of it, and that's fine. Uh, and I, except that there's parts of it that like that fire me up and make me feel that, angry. That's so fine. that's well, not that, like there's certainly uh, listen, there's certainly hundred percent agreed things about this movie that have not aged well yeah. at all. A complete, like it's just, a, I think it's, it's a an product interesting of its time, but that's it. It's like, well, we can just let that go. It's <laughs> like, if that's reflective of where we were and what we were consuming at that time period, but it is. I think doesn't it is. Need to, actually, do we need to hold on to it? it? 
I was actually having an interesting conversation with the friend of our program, Ira. And we were in the library at school the other day and we were talking about like the original Spencer Tracy version. And that's a great movie. But then you get the Steve Martin version. And obviously they're each different because they are reflective of the time periods that they were made. So we were just like spitballing ideas of like, well, what does this look like in a more modern setting? Because it is a film that is so tied to that late 80s, early 90s aesthetic. I mean, we could talk about the fashion probably all day that's a, movie, yeah right? that, the bridesmaids but it is i think it's reflective of what that time period was for better or worse i i don't I, think I do so think be i think that's don't i don't think, think so? that's fair because not uh, the things that i find distasteful in this movie are you know something first off how old is steve martin in this movie well, that's a great well, question, I, Jim. Well, I checked that. Yeah, <laughs> because he, I, I do he was need a lot to point older. out that in Father of the Bride 2, it posits a world where, where he, this the, couple is going to have another baby. Yeah, right. Yeah. Right. So he's, I, I fact checked this. Do you know how old he is when he filmed this? 45. 46. 46. Yeah, okay. 45, 46. Now, so he us, says that they got married. He doesn't even remember how old his wife was. That's okay. Like 21. Yeah. 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 So, and yeah she, so. so the the daughter's 24. Yeah. Which means Diane Keaton is 45. So they're playing at yeah. age, which is fine. Mm -hmm. I, so for me, and I struggle with this, this type of comedy and it's not, e and even when it's done now is that I, I need to watch a 45 year old man act like a fucking baby for two hours. It's not, it's distasteful and not funny. Like, not just a baby in, like, he's complaining about anything, but his emotional growth in this movie is so minuscule, and we're supposed to chart it as if it's the actual arc of this movie. Here, so here's, maybe this is where things feel And find different. humor in it. Here's where things feel different for me as an adult. Maybe it's that when I watched this 20 years ago, I didn't understand the outlandishness of this man complaining about money fair <laughs> because fair. this movie seems to aim itself at an audience that would relate to the struggle that george banks feels of having to pay for his daughters there's well, no that's struggle that's the other part is that like, i'm but sorry but 98 percent of the population is looking at this movie and being like wish i could live in that house but it's, wish no, I but could pay for a wedding exactly like that right, without having to mortgage my home. It's not that he can, it's that he doesn't want to. No, yes. right? but that, and that's also what I don't get about it. It's almost like he's playing, I feel like, a similar, at least socioeconomic character that he that he plays in planes, trains and automobiles. Right. Mm -hmm. Where what you really yeah. need his character to be is of the economic class of John Candy in planes, trains and automobiles, because then you have a really interesting movie potentially right I like, like this guy who's I... <laughs> really sacrificing to oh do totally this i agree bry totally i ira's other option which i agree with is we need the backstory that he's leveraged to the hilt but, right but, oh, no, but that's <laughs> not even yes. he's, he's you, taking out all of no, the, you know what, all you, the loans that, against you know the house to pay for the company wedding after this wedding, George Banks no longer made shoes in America. They were all outsourced That's to right. China. Well, you to just make, need outsourced you, to like, China to pay for this wedding. You needed something to tell us that he's like the cheapest man on earth or something. 
like ground him in that reality like that's more of a reality for that generation which is like i might have a million dollars in the bank but i don't spend it on anything well that's what yes. his wife but he kind lives of say that. lavishly his, his, yes yeah his car is a like fucking him. abomination he, well, yeah but his for the his character. wife says we don't have fancy cars false <laughs> yes, false. yes. <laughs> what are you uh, talking about yeah. even 20 years ago that was a fancy car false um yeah so i i totally agree with you jim and i i do think yeah i do still have an issue though even if it is he's a stingy millionaire that doesn't that doesn't read well so to me again it's just showing the like how we've changed as a society and maybe it's that we've like stopped paying people well for the things that they do that 20 years ago we were like oh this this is achievable for all people, the, the, all people could be this person. Well, it's, you know what it is? It's just this demand that like have this house that looks beautiful, right? Because the, the story falls apart if you because you wouldn't have the wedding at the house unless it's an which amazing is a weird choice anyway. Kind of, Right, but, but it has, but it, that's because two two hundred fifty dollars no per head. Don't do it twenty right? years ago. But, and by I the mean, way, like, here's another thing: that's what wedding point. are you throwing like, there? You're you're going on this premise that Steve Martin's cheap, but all the things that are being done at this wedding are batshit crazy. hundred percent. I'm sorry like, if you, you can pay for the bride's stuff. family to take intercontinental flights. <laughs> yeah, but like even just that idea. Like that idea you that like the bride's family like, is going to pay for the trips from Europe for the guests of the rich Beverly Hills family. Like that's insane. That's insane. Insane. And if that's real, well, then the generation. But let's, even, let's, even, let's even get. I don't know. Let's Who even, does these things? Let's even get beyond <laughs> that, though, because I think I think at another level, this movie for me personally, and this is where we get into the personal aspect of comedy. I don't find any of the jokes in this movie really funny. And I don't think I ever did. Like, I remember well, seeing this. Well, you probably this and, didn't, right? I, this, right. This, this, this does not connect it, in my mind. This is another movie that wasn't meant for you and makes me feel really sad for who they think women are. Yeah. <laughs> well, no. It's another one that makes me feel like, oh, God. Yeah, it, it just, it just <sighs> didn't. Yeah, like the jokes in this movie are are we are are poor. Everything, every situation. me a blender. Well, yeah, every situation that he gets put in is so forced in this movie, and not like a nat. It's almost like they came up with the ideas and then sort of backtrack the story into well, how he's like going to get into that movie, right? Like they right. How do you get there? And right. then how do we get to him being arrested for the hot dog buns? That, which I asked a question, uh, by the way. I, I, that's and never I genu- been true. I, genu- I genuinely asked that question, Aileen. I'm like, do you think they changed it because of this movie? I'm like, yeah, the, always the, they've always, it's always no, been and the same. She looked at me and she said, you're an idiot. This was a plot device. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, here's the funny thing. It's like the only thing I can, it's not a plot device because it plays no it plays no part in the well, plot of the film. That there's, he's well, going to do something to, to get arrested. But why does but get him to jail? That never comes up again. That's supposed to, no, because that's supposed to be his moment, Jim, where he like, if you notice, like after he gets out of jail, that's when he's OK for paying for yeah, swans. But I'm and so sorry. The bottom of the barrel was not getting caught with your in-laws bank book in the pool. Like, how is that not your I'm lowest so point? I had a little bank because, book, by the way. I'm glad that's gone. Before we go past the hot dog thing, because I think that that scene is like emblematic of like what I find 
wrong with this movie. It's like what I told Katie is that that scene feels like a stand-up comedian's bit that they just somehow work. It's almost like Steve Martin had that bit in his stand-up show, and then they were like, "We need to put we'll the hot it. dog thing yeah, in the yes. movie." Let's workshop this. That's, you get in an aisle and we'll just we'll figure we'll just shoot it. Just that's like what you, it feels go, like go riff on that. When that part came up, I'm like, this is so bad. And you know what? It made me want to put on three amigos. So Whoa. Oh, here's the, I love that. Thank you, Jim, come about on, that. Because no. three amigos isn't gonna hurt anyone. It's not gonna hurt anyone. Um <laughs> yes. th- it just feels good. This feels bad in all the wrong ways. See, here's I, where it overlaps it with bad. the notebook. Just like, here's where it overlaps with the notebook. Hot take. What we said about the notebook is that it preys on a romantic notion of this idea of, you know, what will happen as we age as a couple, right? And like, who, like the dying together, like, what if my love forgets who I am? It it (laughs) (laughs) It preys on that notion. This movie does the same thing. It preys on this romantic notion of a father watching his little girl grow up. And because we've put on our rose colored glasses, we ignore the fact that it's a pretty shitty movie. I I don't know. I mean, yeah, I, I just there's a lot of like just uh, emotional well, it's manipulation, so, yeah, it's, right? Well, exactly. So like That's exactly her coming down the stairs every, you know, growing up, yeah, her turning well, into every, a little yeah, girl at the table. You would think you yeah. need to have, right? Yep. Like if you're sitting there and being like, it's like, Even uh, it's like picking, picking this actress. She looks 12. She is 12. Oh, compare well, her to not, Kate Blanchett. Kate Blanchett at 18 on the Titanic is 12 well, years older then what's her name? Well, Kimberly. Kate, where, where was Not Kate, Kate Blanchett. Blanchett? Sorry, we were just watching her in Thor Ragnarok. Wrong Kate. <laughs> Kate Winslet, voluptuous 18-year-old on the Titanic, looks like a full-grown woman. Kimberly, what's her last name? I don't know. She's Williams, from Carol. She also from, is she the same person from uh, Cutting Edge? Oh, she did marry Brad Paisley. She married Brad Paisley? She did. Huh. Uh, Who I met, she by plays the way. way Fabulous guy. Very she's, nice guy. She's one of those people that could have been on Beverly Hills 90210. Well, she's actually she's in a lot. She's on that show. She was on a sitcom. I'm just with saying Jim she plays young. Right. Okay. Well, she looks it younger, but she's it not. Extra I actually thought she was okay. I, 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 I thought she was okay. I think she's movie. fine. I think the actress is fine. I think all of the characters in this movie are just kind of like there. No one. Except. Kieran Culkin. Kieran Culkin brings he it. Is, and he really so, is fabulous. The, the Romulus Roy. This Him film. and his friends are the and who, who is, who is Squints. Squints, yes. Yeah. Squints from Sandlot. I, I want the two of them we, more. So wait, wait, wait. I, I, I equated their relationship to my relationship with Jerry when we were kids. Yeah. I could have seen I could us see like you guys driving some cars. Yeah. That, that, something yeah. like that. Which I, is I, hilarious because like, we had just, you know, we've been watching Secession. So to see yeah. him in I that. Because I know you guys have been watching okay. that. Like how weird <laughs> oh, it must he's, have been. Oh, he's such a dirty dirtbag in Secession. Maybe that's who this kid grows up to be. Yeah. It's it's interesting. I did did clear. He grew up rich. Yeah, I did actually think he was great. He was excellent. And and I thought Diane Keaton was very good too. She's yeah, but she doesn't. She's just there. So the acting's fine. The writing, the the writing, character. I actually like. This is like a mind. I think the acting in this is okay. Like I think everybody does. They do what they're asked to do. 
Yeah, they're just exactly. not asked to do much. Well, no, they're not asked to do much. And actually, here's the thing. I like Steve Martin by Same. and large. I do. And I just feel like it, uh, I, what this movie always made me want to do is I think maybe Father of the Bride, I'm telling you, I think maybe Father of Bride 2 was funnier. I'm well, sure yes, because we have to imagine like the going, two of them having no, a baby. Like, no, but like going back and like thinking about it, because I laughed a little in this movie, but I remember laughing like I remember like, oh, he and Martin Short together are like really funny together and there's lots of scenes with them. And that's not the case in this movie, which is weird to me because I feel like that dynamic when we see like only murders in the building and stuff like that's the dynamic they should have been keying into more. And it's there's just very little Martin Short. But he's in great this in this. Well, that's what I mean. I think like they could have benefited from more Martin Short in this movie. This movie is representative of two things to me. Number one, that stories used to revolve around only those of the top rung of like wealth and power structures, right? Well, not that, always, like, not always, but this no. is like in mainstream his, histor- popcorn. Historically, yes, that is true. That is, that, is, that is just historically true. The stories that were told were those of the folks at the top of the well, food chain. Okay, okay. That's, I'm not going to argue that was the only. That is what's yes, true. Uh, we'll go with that. Um, I think that maybe we've seen a shift in who movies have chosen to focus on, on the, in the past 20 years maybe. of life. Yeah. Good point. Well, do you okay, know what it is? About I, this no, movie. I, yeah. No, but actually, <laughs> just, I want to talk about that. It's interesting to me. That, like, no, I, I think it is interesting, Katie. I agree because you know what? I think that we're not willing, like there are enough different types of movies now where I'm not going to sit there and be a, upset that a sneaker shoe yeah, company no, owner I feel bad lives in a house him. that I, I'm not going to. So you're going to, you have to give me something more if I'm going to believe that this is like a star-crossed lover, like really challenging, like you have to give me something then. Like yeah. this is like the the pairing of the two. They're both not waspy white people yeah. who make lots of money. Like yeah. that, it did. The things that hold interest are less there. But I have to say this, and I, I think maybe this is why I'm slightly more forgiving of this movie. And I talk about the time period, Jim, because like recent, not recently, but when I like last year, when I was just watching movies in at the same volume, I rewatched my best friend's wedding. Mm-hmm. And I know we, t- I think we mentioned this on the show. You want to talk about a movie that has aged poorly. Oh yeah. Go watch my best friend's wedding compared to this. Yeah. And I, and I think like it's the same time period. I'm sitting there thinking of it and like 99 out of a hundred times I would watch this movie before I would watch my best friend's wedding. And they're right around that same time. But a lot of the same issues of this movie are present in my best friend's wedding. And it's even worse. So I'm like, at least in this one, I feel like there is some genuine sentiment of, uh, of a father of a daughter that can, can, unrelated to the story they're telling, but I was thinking about like, oh, what about when Claire gets married? And I know that doesn't have anything to do with the movie, really, but so as opposed to my the- best friend's wedding, where it's like just an absolutely, like, I don't even, don't ever watch that movie Is the again. money the primary problem in the original? 
you know what? The original one is, a, I think here's why I think the original one works. The original one is of a time period where it's like 1950s, 1960s America, where everything was white picket fence. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like everybody is upper middle, like yeah. literally. Yeah, it, it's the it's the highest percentage in American history where people were upper. Middle Absolutely. Class. And so, it was much so more important to like do the traditional expectations exactly. of the the family of the bride like it, that makes that's more not sense even what in this that movie, time period. That's not even what this movie is about, though. <sighs> but like, it, this movie it takes is such just a about role, though. No, but th- honestly, when you break it down, it's just this movie is all about one guy not wanting to do the things that everyone around him wants well, it's him to a, do. It's a Steve. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's Steve, like, let's be clear. It's a Steve Martin vehicle, which is also a problem yeah. of these like late eighties through nineties films, which is like, we're going to develop this movie. That was a Spencer Tracy movie. Steve Martin has agreed to do it. So we're going to build this movie around Steve Martin. And I think Jim's kind of right. Like, all right, Steve, what do you want to do? You want to do a bit on hot dog buns there. And then who are Steve's friends? Like, Oh, Martin, Martin will come in and we can have him be the zany wedding planner Yeah, and we can do it. And unfortunately the, the Diane Keaton, who I think is great, like her acting's fine, but I, I, if there's a if there's like a movie complaint about this movie, it misses in a lot of places. And like you could have done so much. Diane Keaton's such a great actress. You could have had even more with her and him. You could have said what and her I job like, was. Yeah. But you also could have had more like just go for it with Martin Short. If you're going to have Martin Short there planning this wedding, like that's where I feel like you could have done all the really funny stuff with Martin short, like planning the wedding. Mm-hmm. And then you could have had a really interesting movie about Steve Martin and his daughter and what it means for a father's daughter that like that relationship. Yeah. I think like, so. I'm thinking through like, you know, why the choices, I guess if you make them more true, like middle-class or like lower to mid-class socioeconomics, it gets a little too gritty, too real. And so this well, keeps it in like the safe yes. zone of like, well, oh, it's yeah, not really going to put them heavy. out. They can really pay for everybody to fly home from Europe. And it's not really well, a big and deal. Again, no. And again, if you're going to have, as we said, Jim's right. You're going to have 275 people at your house. No, they have a ton what of money. What size house does they have a ton of money? Yeah, they have a, they have a giant tent. Like, what the, does that yard look like? That's it. We yeah. never see it. In San Marino, California. Which can we get to my like, if I had the biggest critique I have about this movie where it a meet like you're watching it you're watching it, and you get to the final third and this is where it's oh like, god it's a any, mess any any reality <laughs> of this movie is gone because this movie is supposed to be at least in my mind if you got to like an emotional element it's supposed to be about this father transitioning and his daughter and like what that relationship's about and you fucking posit a reality where from when they get back from the church he doesn't see her one time like that is absolutely fucking insane. Yeah, there it, is no it, way 
on and and then you're gonna give me the thing you give me is she picks up a payphone and calls him and this like, man who is what? pretty darn selfish yeah um allows the wedding planner to walk away from the parked car scenario yeah. and decides he's just gonna take care of it himself for the next and, and by 35 way, minutes yeah somebody explained to me no. what having the additional two valets would have solved no. that problem I guess now, they were parking that solved that problem? 200 cars all over the town. I mean, yeah. And every knows. car in America is on that street. <laughs> I mean, every, every it's car. It's just, this, is, can, this movie's somebody, a snooze. Somebody it doesn't hold why, the attention it used this, to. Why did the snowstorm have to happen? Because it makes it memorable, Brian. The t- they were taking a, a page out of Harper Lee's book. Because the like, We'll make it snow. We, Aileen and in I were actually looking place. it up. At that point, we started to think, is this actually in California? Where is... Because yeah. they also had fall with the leaves turning, like, looked like a New England fall. I mean, that could happen somewhere, down. but it seems like they're in driving distance to Beverly Hills, right? Like yeah. I saw Steve Martin, by the way. Um, he was my celebrity sighting, the only time I've been in L.A. Uh-huh. Aileen and I saw Steve Martin. I really do enjoy Steve Martin. I do, too. I, I actually, don't enjoy this movie. I I'm so torn with this movie because I I did not mind watching it. I, I didn't, I, but I, I was like, watching. we're like, okay. Yeah. Like, but this is also a few days later and I'm just kind of like, it's a wet blanket. This is a wet blanket it, of a movie. Oh, it just kind of happened. I don't know. It's, you know, it's not like, I don't hate it. It's not like this visceral, like, man, this was awful. Caddyshack too. Like I'm angered by it. But at the same point, it's also not, this Something movie could have used some Caddyshack too. Uh, give me a gopher. Oh. Give me some Something. like wild so, mini so, golf. Like, okay, this so is hold like on. let's can we drill down to this question then? This is a movie that that people have fond memories of, which is the whole reason we did it. Very similar to Titanic. So again, what is is it just youth? Is it's that just all nostalgia? It is? I don't think anybody's watching this movie these days, like fresh, fresh watch of this no. movie and thinking this is good. Yeah, because like we watched a lot of movies from, from before this time period or like when this was made, even during, you know, we've watched we've watched early 90s movies that we thought we would be nostalgic for and they are still and they hold up and they're still fine that's true like this as a comedy is an absolute failure it's not good uh for me we just had lower standards and is it that or is it just is it is it the it's just so comfortable it's like it's it's like it did not not make you fall asleep it's not even not risky and this is the this is this is the point. Like, if you are the type of person that finds this funny, you may or may not not have a sense of humor. Oh, careful with that. <laughs> because I so I think that I think there is something comfortable about this kind of a movie where you don't have to think very much and you can just kind of like go along with the, yeah. you know, Steve Martin is like it's one of those solo like, cup country. Um, no, I don't want to say that. <laughs> Ooh, that's a whole I know some people that really chain, enjoy like, this movie and I think it is that it's just like a warm, so fuzzy the, sort so of movie for some folks. Speak, no, but I'm serious. Like, I don't want to like bam out this completely. I'm really interested, not so much for people our age, because I feel like, again, this is a movie we were pretty young. Like you watch it and you can laugh. Like 
when you're a 10, 11 year old kid, the dog part, they're falling in the pool. Like you can laugh like he's getting arrested for hot dog buns thing. What intrigues me about this movie is this was like a huge hit with probably our parents who were probably close to around our age now Mm. watching it. So I'm intrigued sometimes to ask like, okay, well, what was it about this? Because it wasn't you, me and Jim and people our age that was making this a huge hit. So that's interesting. I get that. So I think, number one, they are familiar with the original. Number two, that generation had a great love for Steve Martin and Diane Keaton. So you have like a beloved story retold by, you know, like America's older sweethearts. Uh, And so and it's telling the story where like now they've shifted. Right. So just like us, when we watched it, we would have related more to the daughter and now we're watching it the second time relating more with the parents. The, the problem is it's no longer reflective of American society. <laughs> well, it's not a realistic. It's like, it's like it's that story. Not... Did you, you know what it is? Did you see that story? It's like the Wharton Business School yes, kids. I was like, totally who, who thinking thought, that, Brian. Yeah, who all yes! thought they were like millionaires. Yes! The average uh, American That's income it. is like $800,000. Those of us who are living the real life of America right now mm-hmm. as folks working in a dual income like, household. I, I wish I was uh, part yeah. of the Wharton school. It's like, uh, yeah, in succession, they do the whole thing like where where the kids in the, you know, the kids of the movie are all adults, but the the, the children of the family don't know how much a gallon of milk costs. Right. <laughs> like, that's like actually, I want does does the architect have any student loans? Because it it okay. they never talk so, about that. So wait, just for some context, <laughs> it seems like she's got a pretty comfortable. Well, we know existence. an architect. We know an architect that went to Penn. Yeah. Could you call him and ask if he I'm has not going to listen loans? to him complain about money problems. <laughs> just for context, this did come out in 1991, right? 91. Yeah. Yes. Could, give us some okay, other, so it is, is just like it is not even the, close to being as popular as we thought good. it is number 49th in gross grossing movies of yeah, that that's year that's a top 50 though that's not okay for a but comedy, listen jim though but listen dude the comedies in this number two of the year is robin hood prince of thieves a comedy wow. that's a pretty funny that's, movie robin hood, oh no sorry well, I, I was thinking yeah, no. <laughs> that's, 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 uh, uh, that's not a comedy a three, you're right you're right three film, is home al- so okay terminator 2 robin hood home okay. alone oh, silence because we were saying that home alone they live in the same socioeconomic group <laughs> much, much funnier though we thought the house looks kind of so then there's 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 a few interesting ones on here that i think tie into what we were talking about, whether it was our parents or us making it, you know, a big hit. City Slickers, number five, was a gigantic hit that our Mm. parents made hit. I was going to say, we were 11 and 13, so we weren't making this ah, movie a hit. Number eight, Adam's Family. Yes, that's us. That's That's us. us. That's not our our parents. (laughs) Number number nine, Naked Gun, two and a half, Smell Uh, of Fear. That's us as well. Uh-huh. Also, our parents Fabulous. and yeah, that was a, that was a show with someone. Oh, Hook. oh, oh love kindergarten cop. Oh, Hook, so oh, good. Fear that kid in kindergarten. Jim, cop. stop listening. Movies we should the Rocketeer. Can we? There uh, are the so many down. movies. Like that one. Give me the Rocketeer. No. There are so day. many movies oh. that made more money 
than this that year that but are better still, comedies. Top 50 is, is not bad. Um, do you know what I found, though? Soap it, dish. I think this place to oh, soap dish. By the way, they're redoing soap dish. We watched mm. soap dish, right? Yeah. Yes, we did, we did. during the pandemic. So don't worry if you forgot. That was when we were no, doing like five. Sh- that's when we were doing like five shows a week. <laughs> we were like we were a nonstop. And um, my my uh, my double features on here, which oh, I will bring up. Oh, all right. Don't bring it. Um, I just want to add like one of the great changes, I think, of cinema, though, as I was watching this and thinking about like, okay, this is a movie that's supposed to be, what's the difference between modern movies and like movies, even from the late nineties, like they want to have this relationship between a father and daughter and get you to be emotional. And I'm thinking of that versus like interstellar and yes, Christopher Nolan was able to do. And that to me is like modern cinema, like the way he not to, sp- I won't spoil that movie, but he does it so much better. No, agreed. And it's Bri. like legitimate, like emotional. That was this, almost I, my double feature, the, you jerk. The, yeah, the comparison I, I about that as well, right? Like this is like taking a selfie with the filters on. This but it's is also a not sugar cookie of a no movie. Heart. No, these are flat characters. Everything's literally been sugar coated. Yes. Like this, it is. This is a fairy tale movie. But to be fair, nothing I about do, this is supposed to feel real. To, to be fair, I do feel like they know. They know that. Like I feel like they're aware of that because they, like the way they started with him doing the, like the monologue, and he's sitting there. Oh my god, we didn't like, even talk about the voiceover in this movie. If they do, it does. It just feels then that the wealth piece is so misplaced. Okay, one more, one more thing that, before we before we move on. I feel like that's there. The voiceover in this movie. Oh, it's way too much. It I've, is god awful. There are times where the voiceover just says what happened in the scene. That is so true. And, it, and I'm like, why would you do that? <laughs> so He's true. like, and then I felt this way. Yeah, we know. We could see your fucking face, man. That's what movies just are. Watched, we just watched that scene. We actually. just watched it. The fact that you think you need to tell us that makes you think I we're have, dumb, which makes me think this movie sucks. I have literally never seen a film that is not a film noir where, like, voiceover is an accepted and utilized tool like uh, you expect Christmas uh, story that and oh so good and the Christmas story there's a whole inch like unspooled did Christmas story and they talked about the voiceover being a character and how yeah the the memories yes, of this purpose it, yes yeah. yes 100% and you know that's this the guy is, that actually wrote the book doing yes, the voiceover really? yes but this is weird do you know what's so weird about this movie's use of it was voiceover? Steve Martin and it wasn't funny <laughs> and it was like Contemporary. So, well, what, like, how like much time has passed? Like, right? like, like, like there's no monologue. sense of yeah. Well, he's he's Poorly sitting done. in his Poorly own done. house and literally right hour, the the hours night. after the movie, and then recounting then the previous six months. Sitting there with his wife. It makes at, no sense. At the end, the voiceover is so bad, so bad. Uh, the Let's voiceover. On, it's this a movie. problem. This okay. Is, yeah. uh, God. All right, King of the King of the Hill, bottom barrel. There's only two movies. Titanic is better than this. I'm going to be shocked. Aileen and I said that we would probably rewatch this. Well, that's because you don't have to watch anyone die in this movie. Well, and it's also. But you will die of boredom. I don't know. Those shoe workers, I'm pretty sure some of them died off camera. They might have died. 
I thought one of those kids was going to die driving those cars. I, I, I got seven-year-olds like parking this cars. Movie, this whole movie, from the point of view of a shoe worker trying to put their child's wedding <laughs> on at the same time. There it is. There it is. Yeah, the the, the, ge- the it, geese might have died. I think Squints. Actually, hold on. That's a great idea. Squints what might have we, ran him over. I, I'm going to pitch this. What if I wrote a screenplay about one of George Banks' Employees telling the story for... from their perspective. Yes. Look at this oh. guy. Look at this guy complaining right. about I, money. I gotta call. I I gotta call my agent. By the way, <laughs> um, and very rare. It doesn't happen often. We just want to reference. There is a movie character named Brian. So anytime there's a movie character named Brian, I get excited because it's the same as me. What's and, the daughter's name? I don't care. Don't care. Uh, but also really? Brian. I don't know. <laughs> Brian uh, is. Also, the um, voice of every Matt Bentley novel. He oh. is the audiobook um, person, and yeah. he's a very nice guy. He's the guy from uh, George Scandal. Newberry. Yes, Scandal. Scandal. Yep. All right. Um, all right. So we'll put Titanic. Newburn. We've established a king of the <laughs> hill now, Newburn. and we've established a bottom of the barrel. All right. Double feature time. What film would you pair with Father of the Bride? Some of our commenters chimed in. Ira. Uh, said the original Father of the Bride with Spencer Tracy, which I would recommend over this film. I agree with him completely. Kara, the simple answer, Father of the Bride 2, of course, which you should probably watch ahead of this one. And Maria, with a great call, I think, containing the wedding theme, My Big Fat Greek Wedding, mm. which I would like is to legitimately that. I do. I did enjoy movie. that movie. Yeah. That's a, a lot. legitimately funny movie. Aiden, Sex um, and the City. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, I'll start. Double feature. Simple one, Steve Martin, much better movie, being a parent. I'm going with Parenthood. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Steve Martin, Parenthood, Parenthood, Father of the Parenthood, Bride. Parenthood, Men in Diapers. I like it. Yes. Um, uh, Katie. I'm going to bring some of these themes into the modern times and choose a more realistic comedy, Little Miss Sunshine. Oh, good choice. Ooh, Thank you. Fabulous choice. Thank you. I'm going to go with another movie that came out in 1991 that also deals with a father and daughter relationship. Also starring a Culkin, My Girl. Oh, oh so I good. haven't watched that in years. I haven't watched it in years either. But what I remember is that movie has everything that this movie does. I remember that that was one of the first movies that we all cried at in the theater, yes. right? Like being can a kid I, and I being I like, add, by the way, and I know this 100% for a fact, both My Girl and Father Bride were in the theater at the same time. I remember there being tears. They were in the theaters at the Lots same time. Lots of tears. And, Ooh, and Home this. Alone really was out as well. Yes, that year. Home Alone was the Christmas. This was mm-hmm. um, like spring. So both are, mm-hmm. ooh. Great double features mm-hmm. for everyone. All right, time for five questions. You want answers? You want answers? answers. I want the truth. What makes a man, Mr. Lebowski? What the fuck is the internet? What? What? All right, time for five mm-hmm. questions. This week, Katie will be answering. Uh, Katie, first question, thumbs up or thumbs down? How would you feel about hosting Lily or Eva's wedding mm-hmm. at your home? So I am like George Banks in that I am very stingy with my money. Mm. So if it meant that we were actually going to save money, I'm all in. 
If we're throwing a $250 a head. Which is, by the way, who came up with that? Why would I have that at my house? No. So, this, so it's hard. So I'm going to go with a probably a no on hosting it at my house. It feels like a lot of work for probably not much reward. <laughs> um, and also bathrooms become such an issue. Like, I don't gotta get those even trailers, allow. Yeah, no, no. I, we don't even have my children's birthday parties at our house yeah. because of the work that goes into it. A lot it. of work. Several years ago, we hosted the um, Beauchamp family reunion mm. at my home. Um, my brother-in-law was back from New Zealand and mm -hmm. we had Aileen's family. We got a tent and everything like it was mm -hmm. fabulous. I love them all. This was like 40 people, maybe. Mm -hmm. And it involved tents and it was not yeah. 275. And it took me a week to prepare and a week to clean up. Yeah. From the event. That's because you didn't have two people. paid staff. No, well, multiple. I, I mean, wish I look did. at all the people that were painting the house well, and the defrosting listen, of the flowers. I had, I had so many don't people worry, working I had my students We're supposed to find that funny and no, awesome. I like how well, Katie, I had my student my students were here mowing the lawn, trimming the hedges for extra credit. Don't worry. <laughs> I completely abused that. <laughs> brush my driveway off student oh my gosh. Uh, no who in their right mind blow dry ever, the flowers i should add <laughs> that people might think that this is not true that rich people have weddings at their homes um but i have attended a fact a beautiful wedding we've done we've gone to your aunt yeah. had a home wedding it was lovely at a mansion yes. on the beach yeah. yes yes we've yeah. we've We've done that once. That was it. It's it, guess one. what? If you're rich, you can do whatever you want. That's you know, your mother. Confirms. Your yeah, mother had a home it. wedding. She would like you to know that, Brian. Yeah, just because my mother grew up rich. Oh, oh to be Patty. very clear, yeah, Came she was you. very rich. She doesn't want to talk about that, but she was very rich. So uh, <laughs> we'll move on to the next thing. Uh, here's a great question. Nothing quite as good. Well, two great things. The open bar happy hour at mm -hmm. a wedding and the hors d'oeuvres. Um, what's the better wedding appetizer? Pigs in a blanket or scallops wrapped in bacon? And I only asked those two questions selfishly because those are the two things I demanded at my wedding. Yes. So which uh, would you prefer? Brian, I know your love for a pig in a blanket, but Katie mm. is going to go for the scallops and bacon oh. every time. Yeah. Yeah. I would bacon. probably agree with you. I feel like scalps wrapped in bacon are something that regular people can't pull off. Mm. That's like a catering event. Like I can go make a pig in a blanket. Like oh, I could true. go to oh, the no, you're, and you're, pull that off. You can do scalps wrapped in bacon. Yeah, I don't think it would. I don't that's think I'd pull it off. Well. Special for the two of us. That's just for the two of us, Jim. Two of you. I would buy those. <laughs> you're saying if Brian came to visit, it was just the two I would of me and him. him. I couldn't. I couldn't. You could do. You can do that for two people. For two people, that's it. Okay. Only for two people. Okay. <laughs> you have to choose your two. Choose your two. Choose. You're not there. <laughs> Me and See Scout. Bye. It's, it's... Scout would love it. You know how Scout feels about fish. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Fill in the blank question. Um, listen, everybody loves to talk about the mm -hmm. great parts about what. Let's be honest. Oh. What's the absolute worst part about going to a wedding? Now, I do have to say, after um, taking two years off from going to weddings, weddings feel delightful to me right now. Yeah. Like the best thing that ever happened to weddings was us not going to them for two years. The last because wedding. Because now they're like novel. 
again. Was the last wedding you went to the same one I was at? Yes, it's we the only one we've gone to in two fabulous. years, and it was fantastic. I loved every bit of it. Everything I will it tell fabulous. you one tradition that I find distasteful, and it makes me throw up in my mouth every time it happens at a wedding. The garter, the, the garter toss and mm. the bouquet toss, Yeah, those can just go down in the trash fire of the pandemic. Did you do either just, of those? No. We can, didn't either. Can we just let when, those what, be gone? At what point did I, I that was, this was actually we were watching the film. Three things interested me. Mm. They didn't show the the bouquet, which is like, again, one of those stereotypical things they show the garter, which really has always creeped me out. I don't really. Uh, I have understand a super that. creepy. Yeah, of course I tell do. Of course I have a super oh, creepy garter story. Yes, you have to tell the garter no. story. No, it just involved like cousins being Young, chosen. Underage children, like no, like teenage teenage cousins, and mm. one of them being gay, and then having a very socially awkward male cousin like put the garter on her leg in front of everyone, and everyone got the heebie-jeebies. Mm. It's just. It was awful. It was just awful. It's awful. <laughs> that wasn't Absolutely nearly as awful. funny as I was hoping. It would yeah. No, it's just be, super, yep, super creepy. And what, at what point did they stop throwing rice? And why did was that ever a thing? Somebody there, like fa there's a famous story of somebody going deaf from uh, rice in like, the ear. Why is wedding. rice being thrown? Do we no, know true. why that happened? Like a famous happened? person. Just look that up. Okay. All right. Uh, here we go. Favorite question. <laughs> what do you mean a, a kernel went, of like, rice? In their ear. It went in their ear? Oh, is it like the moth? I swear was to you. Was it the moth situation? Look this up. Deaf from rice in ear at wedding. We, we, we a were thing. at a party once it's where a, a moth flew into uh -huh. someone's ear. Uh -huh. Yes. That is true. I don't know who this person is, but Ju Juliet Gordon Lowe, that's not. Founder of the Girl Scouts of America. There you go. I'm glad she, she lost her hearing uh, because of rice at age in her 29. Ear? A grain of rice thrown at her wedding punctured her eardrum and caused her to go deaf in one ear. Who See? was throwing the rice? I, that's not the only person I and have heard. Why of. were they aiming at the side of her head? Like, <laughs> wait, wait, go back. Like that was what an did X. Jerry say? That was an go back, X. Go back, go back, go back. Jerry. That's true, Jerry. You're not allowed Joe, to that, throw the rice anymore. That is Jerry, why they don't throw the rice. It's because it kills animals. Not because it made people go deaf. To be clear, my friend Jerry is the one who had a moth fly. That's true, Jerry. Jerry, did you have any hearing loss from that moth in your ear? He probably did. Uh, all right. Favorite question. Katie, you're at the wedding. Mm. DJ Plum Shady, of course, the greatest DJ of all oh, time. Or, or Keenan. Perhaps Keenan's DJing your wedding. Um, what song oh. starts getting played? I have get two guesses. Going? Believe me, believe it or not, it is not... Smoking in the boys room or Miss Independent, which were both played at our wedding, by strangely, request. by request. By request. <laughs> Tom Gibbons and Mary Rankle. If anybody needs to know, those are not good dance songs. Mary if, you need, if you're putting together your wedding playlist, those are not songs that will get everybody dancing. Yeah. But what will is Whitney Houston, I Want to Dance with Somebody. Oh, you went there. I love, love that song. I had boogie love shoes in my song. I I had boogie Ooh, shoes in my song. So but here's the problem with boogie shoes, because it was the first song I thought of. Yeah. It goes a little long. Yeah. It goes a little long. If it it DJ, starts strong. It you what need about, that's it. Like, you need a DJ to work it. But like for just a straight shit. song. I was thinking. And I Marvin do love Gaye a sing-along. I love a song that the guests can sing yeah. and dance along to. It just brings a little bit of a different vibe. I want to be. I want to dance with somebody. I'm gonna go uh, dashboard uh, or meatloaf. Paradise, Paradise by the dashboard. Paradise, the dashboard <laughs> you would have done so that's, well. That's, that's also County. very creepy. <laughs> well, I, I was just trying to work meatloaf into this episode because he died. Yeah. 
That was my attempt. Oh, to do that's that. an interesting the song. Good so I've many of my school done, dances. The um, the only good thing I've ever done musically in my life is pick the playlist. For Your my playlist own was very good. Fat bottom girls do make the be, world go round. Because I was, I have no taste in music. <laughs> Top five. Top five. Top five. Top five. Uh, finally, deep thoughts question. Dig deep here. Digging deep. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can go back to your own wedding. Okay. All right. Go back there. Uh-huh. You can just change one thing. Like one uh-huh. thing you would, if you could add whatever, take away what, what, and your wedding was a fabulous wedding, especially when, when my wife proceeded to get Jim's underage brother feeding him drinks. Yeah. So he vomited everywhere. Um, what would you like to add in a modern context? If you could yeah. look back and be like, wow, that would have been awesome if I added that to the wedding. I would have picked a different hotel to yeah. create a better scenario for the after party. Yeah. Mm. yeah. That's what I'd go back and change. Yeah. Yeah. We had a hotel that didn't have a bar and then we, we had to like bring lobby, alcohol. Kinda. We were just in the We had a big lobby, room. And then we had that big uh, had, event room. Yeah, but, but it, it just empty. wasn't. Yeah. Wasn't, it didn't have the vibe. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I would change. But we, we also were so, we were young <laughs> and we were actually poor. <laughs> like we actually fair. did you, not you were, have you didn't money. Own a, you we didn't had own a school buses. Car. I went to my wedding in a minivan. <laughs> like there yeah. were no limousines at our wedding. That is fair. That is a very fair. <laughs> we were each making twenty four thousand dollars a year when and we got I married. Was living in your basement, and we had a man time. living in our basement. And so if we want to talk about about the envy of the Beverly Hills with, elite with a mattress that we pretended well, was a Murphy we bed. We had a Murphy bed in the basement. Just it just leaned against the wall. It didn't disappear so into the wall. It just leaned against the wall. That was solely so they could go do their laundry. I would put my mattress. We couldn't afford so to retar our roof. Which cost $1,000 when we were 24, 25 years old. There, no. We didn't have $1,000, little, no. let alone to be, to money clear, to pay for a wedding. The excitement <laughs> of the wedding gift was all your friends got together at your house and put Ikea furniture together. That's for exactly you, right. And it was amazing. It was it wonderful. Was like, um, it, it was, was wonderful. Amazing. That furniture that is, lasted that a long time. That we, it still exists. For your, Ikea furniture. Your sister yeah. has the bed frame yeah. that like our friends constructed for our wedding it's becoming an antique i am yeah. literally shocked that that dress is stayed together based <laughs> on the amount of the dress or still exists while putting that treasure <laughs> the bed still works explains that so that's fine uh all right it's time for recommendations anybody have some we were talking before the episode started i know katie has a recommendation wordle if you're not playing wordle may i recommend great way to start the day that's how i, I start with a little brain challenge keeping the Alzheimer's at bay. It is just one game a day. You can only play one game. And it's sort of like, it's like a five minute game. Like, I mean, hopefully nobody's like toiling over this for their entire day. I think, I think most of us are playing it in like five minutes or less. It's basically a combination of mastermind and Scrabble. So like you're trying. I never played mastermind. So like it's figuring out a a sequence Mm -hmm. and like, depending on in mastermind, what color you put where, they put down colors to tell you if you were right or if it's right, but in the wrong spot yeah, yeah, or yeah. it's totally wrong. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Five letter words. There are a lot of them. Yeah, a Patty lot of says Wordle's the best. Today's word was great. I don't want to spoil it for everyone, but it was a great word. It was pretty good. Uh, it's Aileen's Noel. very excited. She gets the word right all the time. <laughs> it's Noel. <laughs> Grassy Noel. It was Noel. <laughs> 
serious room. If you haven't done it yet, I don't know. If you haven't done it by 6 30 a.m., Katie's going to spoil it for you. You're completely full of it. What if I just posted the word every morning? You should, actually. I'm going to start doing that tomorrow. I'm going to start. Somebody would hit you with a car or something. It's going to be so good. Dude, I don't think you realize how. People are going to stone you. realize how little I care. Yeah. You'll care when you're. Should have done it before seven. (laughs) The working class is up before seven. (laughs) You're just luxuriating in your bed. Not up before seven. Six hundred thread count sheets. George Banks is not up before seven. I can tell you that. That's a damn goddamn guarantee. Oh my god. Uh, Jim, what are you doing uh, for a recommendation? Oh man, I I've been watching Boba Fett, but I can't recommend it right now. We can recommend Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, yeah, Thor Ragnarok. Because Katie, I have been paying it, attention. I uh, seen today with the Hulk was great. Yeah. Uh, video game wise, I can recommend God of War if you haven't played the newest <gasps> one. Very good. I do have one more recommendation. Okay. Yeah. Our former coworker Steve Wills has written a book. And it's called Forged what? by Deceit. Brian, I think you're really please, going to enjoy yes, it. Please send me that. Uh, I will link send you the link. I will say so it again. I can get that. Steve yes. Wills. The title of the book is Forged by Deceit. Jim's going to put the link into yes, our chat it, yes. box. Please get that immediately. It is I, excellent. I can't wait to read that. It's I'll very, get, right very good so far. As what Fabulous. I have read. Mm-hmm. Love it. Um, I have two recommendations. Uh, first, Notorious, uh, the Alfred B. Hitchcock. I mean, no, but that there is a Notorious B.I.G. movie as well. I'm not sure how good that is, so I can't comment on that. I'm, I'm rewatching all of Alfred Hitchcock's uh, films as I read the book I got for Christmas. Mm, very nice. Very films, nice. So it's fabulous. And my criterion choice for the week is Niagara, which is a film with Joseph Cotton. And it's one of the first Marilyn Monroe films oh. that kind of put her on the radar. And that is on the fun fact. Channel. She was a brunette. Just read that today on CNN. Yes. I didn't Norma, know that. Norma Jean. Also, she was a size 18. Yeah. People probably was a little think, bit better with that stuff. Yeah, back then. It's, it's true. People so embraced the curves back then. Contrary yeah. to popular notion. Yes. Uh, make sure you follow Jim, who will be spoiling every word or word. <laughs> On social media, your mom is already. She already said capital. No, she has already unfollowed you. She's already unfollowed you and is not going to be paying any. Starting word to tomorrow. Let's decide what's your starting word. I always go the same. Do you really? How many? Yeah, oh. I, I have two words that knock Hot out take. pretty much all the well yeah. vowels. A do. Yes. No, that's Aaron's. Okay. Mine is raise. Oh, that's nice. And all then right. bound. Huh. How many? How many letters is it? It is five letters. Oh, okay. Uh, I like I like mixing it up. I like doing something new every time. I'm gonna go with trace tomorrow. Trace. Okay. Gets me two vowels and two some words, good two consonants. Two words you should always yeah. play: cocky and pasta. Those are bad choices, Brad. Why did bad, you say bad, that? Bad choices. So you're gonna. It's gonna take you six tries. Well, I'm not even tries. gonna. And I couldn't possibly <laughs> play it. Oh, you know I what I could those, recommend those, that I'm finally getting yes, around to finishing yes, the first but, season of. Is Cobra Kai, and I know that the newest season's out, and people are going crazy for it. The first season has been fantastic. I'm like half an episode away from finishing. Yeah, it's really, really good. I'm surprised. Karate Kid at some point. I'm surprised at the like emotional depth of 
Cobra Kai. It's Things really good. Father of the Bride does not have. Zero. No, doesn't. No, no. Uh, make sure you like, share, subscribe, review. And also remember the fabulous Shit's Creek podcast, the Shit Show of Shit's Creek podcast, is back in February. So you should listen, review, and like and share all of those things as well. And we will be back oh so soon. Bye, Goodbye, commenters. All. Goodbye, Bye. everyone. Bye.